Well, welcome back to Sunday Recap. Good to be with you. We have a guest, the first guest of the Sunday Recap. You may not have noticed because he looks exactly like Joe. (laughs) Just a little more. Pretty much a doppelganger. I'm only a little insulted. (laughs) I was watching um, Shark Tank last night and they said that redheads are the largest most underpopulated community in the world i've been telling people this for years. i thought that was quite the statement we and are so i wanted to ask you weird minority but it I seems mean, but there's like millions of people in your minority so <laughs> you also seem like you're the most made fun of yeah no it my friends figure out quickly that me being red because when i like work out or i get excited or whatever i change color to red they figured out that was <laughs> hilarious and they made fun of me for years <coughs> when i was really young so like i'm completely numb to it now like you you guys can't you'll just make me laugh i love it i don't stand up for my my culture at all i don't care the about culture. redhead people at all is there a redhead culture i there, according to the shark people, tank there, there the pictures they, there is i mean what what is the culture it's a community you, you know wear sunscreen oh, when you go outside <laughs> standing tall being proud of being a ginger um well, these people were saying there are no products for redheads, like makeup yeah. products or right. hair care products or anything oh. like that. As Joe's made fun Even of me, I have a very people. limited color palette. <laughs> I can't. I don't wear bright red shirts. I don't wear orange. I don't wear yellow. Even green doesn't always work on me. Now I know the next color for the freeway merch. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to exactly. be red. When he was yeah. going for beige a few years ago, I was like, this is not going to work. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I like awesome. the black and white. It hides the, the red. I do look say, more like Joe right lucky now. Lucky for you, this yeah. podcast is in black and white. That, so you can, you can get as angry as you want. <laughs> All right. So we usually like to start off our, um, our podcast with a question. Usually Joe is the one who comes up with a question. Um, so we've gone back and forth. There's two questions kind of floating around in the air. And uh, so we'll go with Ryan's question, which is, um, what are you reading right now? You want me to answer first? I'm reading Romans, sure. baby. That's um, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Grace, don't <laughs> let me go first. Uh, I've actually been enjoying getting into Doctrine, the book we're going through in D groups. And I love that, that he's not only using biblical references to flesh out the theology of what we believe, like why we believe, but he looks at like real world sources too, like actual history and just mm. has that all. It's not just Bible verses, but he looks like the history of, of uh, mankind and, and how that upholds what we believe about God. And I'm also reading, oh gosh, Shepherding a Child's Heart right now, going through that and been reading the Dune book, Mr. which Tripp. is read like a history of, of Dune, how that all came about with the books and movies and stuff. Okay, cool. Grace? I am also reading Romans and, um, so funny, Grace. <laughs> I'm, I've gotten into fiction lately. And so I just read little women again for like the oh, nice. 14th time. Gosh. But then what's your definitive little women movie? I don't know, man. I like the new one. I know uh-huh. that I'm probably stepping on you people's like what toes, you like. That's okay. but I liked, I didn't think it was a very, it was as accurate as other ones, but I liked it. Um, but I'm also reading a book called Tom Lake right now, which is similar to Little Women. It's like a mom telling her story to her four daughters. I think four. Yeah, four daughters. Um, and it's like really cute. So Nice. Yeah. I am not very godly, I guess, with these Roman readers, but we I go through CBR, so we're reading Acts and Isaiah right now. Okay. Um, but All about you. With fiction, I also am trying to get better at reading some other things than just Christian um, 
thought and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading the Harry Potter Harry Potter oh, series right. right now. So I'm on, I'm on book two. And Do you like them? Yeah, it's been great. Like I've, I, they came out when I was like in high school, so I was I was it was I was too old. I never got into them. I've never read them. Yeah, I've never. I feel read like them. you this would my like first them. Time around, so um, I think I've watched one or two movies, yeah. but I don't really remember much. Um, but I've enjoyed the first book, finished that out, and so I'm in second book now. So thanks to Sam for letting me borrow his. Shout collection. out to Sam Hopkins, our most faithful listener. True. Shout <laughs> out, bro. Um, Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get into um, Romans. We're in Romans uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. And um, I think Joe started out with the, the purpose of, or the main point, or the big idea for this past Sunday was um, that the gospel is to bring all people under God. Yeah. And would love to hear if you have any thoughts on that, or maybe just one or two things that stood out to you that you're like, man, that was really um, impactful or helpful. Um, Let's go ahead and start there, and then we can get into the points. Yeah, I like the the, the thought of just how we, how it broke out. Like, okay, so we we've received new life. We belong to God. Like, just break and taking the idea and saying so that means we're saints of a royal priesthood. Like, all these ideas go together. And I think we tend to think of belonging as this um, negative, possessive term, but it's actually because we like we receive new life. We have something better, and it goes with what you were saying about not having to survive, that was, I thought that was really key. Like, we're, we are not orphans. Like, and I think we, we forget the resources of the grace that we have. And, and it doesn't mean life isn't filled with difficulty or that there isn't suffering sometimes, but that, that you don't have to, le- to live in, you know, the, the, the glass half empty thing. It's like, no, you, you have the presence of the Spirit with you, and that ensures a fruitful, bountiful life that consists of true, authentic joy if you actually focus on that. Like, I, th- I think that's such a, a great perspective. We're so aware sometimes of what we want from God, and we forget what we already have. Mm. Um, so that, was, that was a huge takeaway for me. That's good. that's good. What about you, Grace? I think a common thread that we've talked about, and it came up again this week, is that we belong to God, but not because of anything we've done. Yeah. Um, or haven't done. Like, we we belong to God because of the gospel, because of Christ's sacrifice and not because of our um, merit or our like goodness. And so I think that that was kind of what stuck out to me again is that like throughout all of history, God is rescuing us to himself and, and we have no like, reason to boast in that you know only in god not in ourselves but only in god you know yeah that's Um, good yeah i think the thing that kind of the phrase that stood out to me that's usually how it kind of works is like a phrase kind of kind of settles in my heart is the the phrase that you're wanted Mm -hmm. and not i mean there are definitely moments in my life where i feel unwanted um but i was just thinking in in terms of the church in general and how easy it is to feel unwanted in our culture and in our society. And we can be rejected by so many things. We don't get enough likes on a post that we, we send. Right. People cancel plans with us or don't show up to a significant thing. And so we can feel this sense of like we're unwanted or um, not desirable. And for us to realize and to come to this like, 
this really like soul anchoring truth that not only are you wanted, but the God of the universe is the one that actually wants you. Mm -hmm. So forget all the people around you who you maybe feel rejected by or not wanted um, to be around, but more importantly, like the God of the universe actually wants you. And I think that that idea for people in the church, for people outside of the church, I think that that is a huge thing for our our people in our society who are feeling mm-hmm. very isolated and feeling very lonely. Yeah. So really enjoyed that. Um, cool. So the first um, point was that we have received new life. Um, so we'll just walk through these points. What, what stood out to you in that? And we can talk around that. Uh, I was interesting. I broke down the, the different types of obedience, uh, obedience to the faith, obedience consisting of faith, obedience from the faith, uh, and that, that we can have all of those, I think. But I had to like actually think about that. That was a that was an, a new thought for me, just breaking mm-hmm. down all the all the different ways in which we're called to that obedience. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was talking about how like true life change comes from a true gospel change. So we we are transformed from the inside out through the gospel. And through, through Christ. And so I, I really liked what he said about that. And then what you said to the, despite circumstances, I choose to be obedient to God. And because I can trust God and I know that when I, when I obey God, like he's not going to just leave me hanging, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciated just being reminded again that, the gospel is something that we have received. Because mm-hmm. I do think that, at least in my world, that it could be really easy for me to think it's something that I've earned. Mm-hmm. And I am faithful to coming to church. It is my job that I'm faithful mm-hmm. to coming to church. <laughs> and um, I read the Bible and I pray. And there's these things that I do. And so I can feel sometimes really entitled that this I'm, I've earned it. And so it's only right for him to give me, give me the gospel and to give me his love and to Mm -hmm. give me his grace. And it's expected in that regard rather than the humility of, wow, actually the kingdom of God, the gospel is something that I have actually received from him Mm -hmm. out of no merit, out of nothing I've done actually after walking in complete disobedience the other way, yet he continuously chooses us, goes after us, leaves the 99 for the Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really powerful and really, really life-changing when we really think about it and Mm -hmm. we stop and slow, slow down a little bit to, to consider that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Second point um, is that we belong to God. What, what stood out to you guys on that? We belong to God and God wants us. Like what you were saying before. Like we, it's not like a, I don't know, like a club or something in high school that you belong to and then you could like get kicked out of it. Right. Because yeah. of whatever, you know, like you, you belong to God because he wants you because he sent his son to die for you because like he's rescuing to him, you to himself he wants us, and so, like, we belong to this, to God, and, like, the family of God, too, you know? Mm. And that's not something that can be, like, taken away from us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the, the quote you had. Um, they mentioned that the gospel liberates us mm-hmm. of pride in our own race or class or, or culture. Like, like this, we don't have to only be that, like our, our earthly distinctions, um, which have led to so many wars and disagreements. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, we're, we're liberated from having to be just this. There's something inside of us, the spirit, that unites us, that is above all, that's going to last beyond what we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was a great, great quote. There's no distinction. The gospel is for everyone. Yeah. And I think for me is just the, the reality of what you guys were, are saying, but the idea of belonging to, to him and my identity being completely wrapped up in Jesus and in the gospel rather than in trying to find my belonging in all the different areas I can find, try to find belonging in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that our identity is like when we, and I, I think I, I say this a lot and this is kind of like, I don't know, my, my shtick or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's if we really, if I really just slow down and really think about my identity in him, it's like all the other things in the world, they don't get, they don't get like worked out, like, you know, problems I'm facing or challenges that are, you know, knocking at the door. But it's like there is just a settling that happens when I really allow myself to remember that I belong to him yeah. and that mm-hmm. my identity is in him, not in what I can produce or if my day was quote unquote successful or, or not, mm-hmm. um, whether I made the sale or didn't make the sale or it's my identity is in him. Right. And so all those other things just get, I think, put into proper order when we, when we realize those things. It's our anchor. Yeah, for sure. All right. Number three, um, we are saints of a royal priesthood. Ooh, thoughts on that. Good stuff. Uh, my biggest takeaway was we go where the presence of God goes. Obviously, it's, it's not about the building, but I, I like the idea of the presence of God that, you know, even if we're standing out in the parking lot or a field, like that, that's where we are. But more than that, like it, our calling on our lives, like that's where we should go. We go where the presence of God goes, not because, oh, it'd be great to go over here. Or, oh, I really like that guy. I'm going to go over and, and follow him. It's like, well, where is God calling us? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, have a, I have a confidence in, in operating, <clears throat> excuse me, in this church and being a part of this community. Because I, I know that the presence of God is here for me. Like, that, that's where he wants me to be. Mm. Um, so I thought that, w- that was really clarifying because I think there's so many good things that we can point to, even in just morality, mm-hmm. that we can chase after. Yeah. So, well, where's the, where's God calling me to? Where's his presence mm. for me yeah. in this moment? That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said at the beginning of that point that, um, like, we obviously, in, Old Testament times, you had to like go to a to to someone in order to have ex- access to God. Right. But now the veil was torn, and so we have that capability or that privilege, really, that we can go straight to God instead of like going through another channel. Which is such a we often don't really think about like how like that direct access to God is such a like great thing, you know, that we can just like. Mm go in prayer to God, have direct access to God. We don't have to like 
find a priest and then like tell him and then he goes, you know, on our behalf or whatever. Um, and kind of what you were saying that saints are consumed with Jesus and his kingdom. And so we, we go where, where the presence of God is, where the grace of God is on our, for us. And then like, we're constantly thinking, how can I advance the kingdom in, in today or like in my life, you know, how can I like take steps and, and show people the kingdom of God? Mm. Um, yeah, I think that that's like our privilege as saints, but also our responsibility too. like how, like, where do I go? And in everywhere I go, like, how am I advancing the kingdom in that place? Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I think for me that I used to teach um, in a school, and one of the things that we would teach, um, I got to teach it, was um, the book of Acts. And we would always go to, um, like, we'd have to go back to Genesis in order to be able to actually, like, start the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And to see the sequence of the history of God dwelling, one speaking to Abraham, you know, the, the speaking, which is, you know, said, well, I mean, start in the garden and you're walking with God. Mm-hmm. As soon as that enters, then God's far away. Right. Abraham mm-hmm. is speaking to God and then begins to worship God. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, that a temple is built, then the Holy Spirit, well, is in the ark, right? It's in the ark. And then that, Ark gets carried around to wherever God wants him to go. And then we get into the New Testament. Jesus comes on the scene, dies, rises again. And then now the Holy Spirit is dropped into humanity. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? Like, why would he drop the Holy Spirit into (laughs) humanity after the continuous disobedience of thousands of years long? Like, we have a really Mm -hmm. bad track record. (laughs) So why would you want to put the Holy Spirit into these flawed, sinful people? But that is like the beauty of of the yeah. gospel and mm-hmm. that we are a royal priesthood that we get to i guess in many ways like manifest not like the weird manifest but like mm-hmm. manifest the holy spirit where we go yeah and i mean some of the things that i try to do with kind of in regards to the holy spirit being in me is i can be a barometer in a room like i can temp you know turn up the heat mm-hmm. in intensity or in authenticity or in love yeah. or in joy and so when I go into a restaurant and, you know, when, when a waiter is short or rude, it, like, drives me crazy. And so my goal as soon as that kind of happened, not necessarily rude in the beginning, but just, like, kind of short and just, like, not very relational, that always drives me crazy. Yeah. So I'm always, like, I'm going to crack this person. Challenge accepted. And so I will try to do my best to um, start conversation, to bring in laughter Mm -hmm. to let the Holy Spirit kind of like work and minister. And it's really crazy how that I, you can almost like literally see things kind of shifting and changing. And it's not because I'm so amazing. It's because God is in me and he's given me this desire for something more than what I'm seeing in front of me. Well, the way Joe put it was the the glory of God dwells in us. I love that you're bringing up like the old Testament God, like a, was it fire by day? I'm sorry, pillar by day, fire by night. Yeah. And then, you know, tearing apart the Red Sea. Yeah. And there was this holiness of the Holy of Holies, like Joe was saying. And there, there's all these, these, these different steps to get to God, to get absolution. And yeah, then that's just plopped down amongst the community right. and, and spread around saying, no, this is the power of Jesus. This is how real it was. Yeah. That mm-hmm. All that glory 
that spirit is now with you, strengthening you. Right. And I think we can we can so often reduce God to like a, a rabbit's foot or something. Like, I got the spirit; it's gonna help yeah, me yeah. I'm just do well rub it today. In my pocket. Like, gonna yeah, help me. Gonna get a little <laughs> extra money today. Gonna 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 you know mm-hmm. uh, drive home five minutes faster than I did yesterday. Uh, it's it's there's so much more. It's it's for His glory. It's not just to prop up our life mm-hmm. and what we have right in front of us. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what do we do with that glory to serve you? Yeah. I mean, you think about Moses going up the mountain and I mean, God give the, the commandment. If anyone even touches the base of the mountain, animal or human, yeah. they die immediately. <laughs> but yet Moses is up on this mountain right. actually mm-hmm. talking to God face to face, like mm-hmm. men talk to men. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back glowing. Like the people are like, Oh, he is like, there's something that has this changed. Is and that is the yeah. same reality for us <laughs> that we are like literally glowing yeah. mm-hmm. and it's because of the Holy Spirit in us. It, it, Moses had no say over that. That right. was just the, that was just the fruit that came from his time that he spent with God. Um, so it's pretty amazing. Okay, let's get to um, maybe just a few practicals. So um, he talked about these three things: we uh, to live um, as if you got a second chance, stop living like an orphan or a survivor, and then go and do something because you have something to offer. Yeah. Um, you guys want to talk? at any any of those three points yeah he said a lot at the beginning about like we live in a bubble in america where we like don't we don't normally have near-death experiences in our life i'm i don't think i've ever had one so i'm one of those people um and so it's like hard to think about like we were literally on a path of destruction we were on our way to like eternal like horrible and (laughs) and it was god who gave us a second chance and so like i have in comparison to most people in the world have lived a very like cushy life where i haven't i haven't really had to like you know like yeah do much of any like i have never had like that near-death experience or like had to like wondered where our meal was going to come from or like, you know, all those things. However, I was still on a path of destruction because of my sin, because of like the, the darkness that was, that's in all of us, you know, before salvation. So like I was on that path. And so I think we just don't often think about that of like, we've, we have been given a second chance at life and, and like, how do we live our life? Cause I mean, aside from the gospel, like changing me from the inside, my life from the outside didn't very didn't change very much. Like before, I was a Christian. And after, as far as like external circumstances, and so I don't really think about like, no, I was gonna die, and I was like not gonna have eternal life, you know. Yeah. Um, but but God saved us, um, and He gave us a second chance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, like they said, our worship is tied to our view of God, mm-hmm. and our view of God is tied to what we believe we were saved from. Mm-hmm. And I think like you were saying too, Isaiah, I think we can get so used to like, like, Oh yeah. Like we even think maybe we've earned this. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been a good boy. I, 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 <laughs> I deserve the grace of God this week. It, yeah. No, no, yeah. it's, it's, we're not, um, we're not doing it on our merit. It's like we, we've been saved from so much. Like Grace is saying, like, like this is, we are running towards death and he completely turned us, around um and i think that i i 
it's not a new idea for me, but it's one I have to keep coming back to. I keep having to like splash that water on my face and be like, no, I was saved from so much. Like I need Mm -hmm. to let that change my perspective and fuel my worship. Like that's, that's how good life is. Mm -hmm. I'm not the person I was anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really, um, I think I felt it on a deeper level the number, the second one, stop living like an orphan. Cause I, I think I definitely live like an orphan mm. a lot. And I think that I live my life wanting, I think he said this, like orphans will like hoard. Mm-hmm. And I, mm. I was like, Oh, I definitely do that. Yeah. Like I will think about, okay, this is coming up. And so I'm like, I'm going to hold this so that no one else has access to it mm. because I want to make sure when the time comes that I'm ready to whatever the thing is, you know? So I, I definitely felt conviction <laughs> on that level because I do. I just live like a second-class citizen and, like, I don't have, you know, the God of the universe behind me who owns a cattle on a thousand sure. hills. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I thought it was really, it was really a good way for him to, for Joe to kind of flesh this out that orphans really struggle to live generously. Mm-hmm. And so if you are like finding yourself like struggling to be a generous person and that doesn't mean like giving thousands of dollars away <laughs> necessarily, but just like, are you just generous with like the little things in life? Like generous with your time, holding the door open for somebody generous with thinking about your neighbors in a certain way and, providing for them if there's a need, you know, like mm-hmm. just living generously. It, it's like orphans just don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this survivor mentality that everything that you get, you have to hoard to use for yourself, not for other people. Mm-hmm. And we've received this kingdom that is much bigger than that. And mm-hmm. so to live generously, I think is a good indicator of, of my own life and a kind of a barometer like, oh, I'm probably living in an orphan mentality mm-hmm. you know, right now. Yeah. Let me shake shake out of it, <laughs> shake yeah. out of yeah. that. And a lot of times God, I feel like he has to like pry my hand open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to be as open handed with my things as possible, but man, it's not, it's not an easy thing for sure. I go yeah. through that too. We were like, okay, I'm going to break you down. I'm going to break you down until you get it. It's like, I have so much for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do not, you're, you're not going to be wanting. It's right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a trap, you know, it's like, have you guys heard the thing in Africa, how they trap monkeys? That they tell me again. (laughs) They, they, I think they either have a box, okay, and they make the hole in the box just big enough for the hand to go through, okay, and they put a fruit inside the box, and then they, the monkey grabs the fruit, but he can't get his hand out because he's holding Mm. the fruit. They won't let go of the fruit, and he won't let go of the fruit (laughs) because he wants the fruit Mm -hmm. and then he ends up getting caught and then used for whatever means that they use them for. So it's like, that's what happens to us too. Mm -hmm. in like living as orphans (laughs) and as, as a survivor, like we're going to hold on and we end up getting trapped because of us holding instead of just relaxing and letting go. Mm -hmm. And then we're able to live like actually free lives. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's an accurate story at least, at least I've heard it multiple (laughs) times. Um, I like the concept. I think from some sermon. The candy or cookie jar. It's like they, they won't let go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cookies, mon- I mean, kids monkeys. kids, monkeys. I don't know if we want to make that connection, but <laughs> I will. Um, I'll do but it. I'm sure you would. Um, so, hey, <laughs> thanks again for listening um, and being here with us today. 
Um, if you want to know more information about who we are, um, you can email us at info myfreeway church. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions or thoughts, please feel free to write in. Um, I know maybe some of you feel like, oh, I shouldn't do that, but <laughs> we would actually love for you to write in. Give us a little something, um, and we can answer questions, or we can follow up with you in some way. We would really love to be able to do that. Um, so we're praying for you. We are excited for what God is doing as we're continuing to look at the book of Romans and the fruit that's going to take place in both our minds and our hearts um, in this community. Um, hey, if you are part of Freeway, and if you're not part of Freeway and you live in the area, we have um, our training and worship time tomorrow night, Wednesday. Well, um, it's tonight. Or it's tonight, actually. Sorry. Yeah. But this is It's Wednesday right now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's tonight um, here at the church at 6 o'clock, child care provided, and we'll have soup, and then you guys are bringing sides. So we'll, we'd love to invite you guys to come out to that. Outside of that, over and out. See you guys. Peace and blessings. <laughs>